of the person on the on the Twitter page than the head of it. I, I, I don't see that anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, it's really not that unfortunate, honestly. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's honestly, it's, I, I, I like to think of social media at this point as a cesspool of just negativity. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we are back at the, I believe it was three, a three-week hiatus. This is off the mat right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and Bodyslam.net, the only wrestling talk show here on WWSR. And happy Friday, everybody. That's right, Speedy. He is suspended. You know what I'm saying? That is, no. So we do not have one today. I will I, I will go over that in just a minute. Um, it's it's really cool who we have coming on next week. Welcome to Off the Mat. I am your host, Josh Silverberg. With me at this time, my co-host, one of my good friends. Uh, man, does doesn't really need an inter- introduction. Um, that's Mr. Lyle Gillen. How you doing, sir? The man, the Mr. Legend. I am here. I am wonderful. That's great to hear. We have a lot to get into. Obviously, Alex is still out. Um, Who? Exactly. Who? Um, Who? 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 <laughs> he'll be back at some point. I, I, he, I, I did talk to Alex. Oh, the shit. I did actually talk to him the other day on the phone. Um, he's been very busy with work and everything like that. And of course, we're happy for him that he did get a new job and he loves it so far and it's in his field and he's loving it. Um, but again, he'll be back eventually, but we have so much to cover, that is for sure. We have a lot to get into from recapping our trip to Vegas, to getting into Forbidden Door, to what is going to happen this summer with a lot of these big names now out through the summer, which is really sucks. But we will get into all that, but before we do all that, we got to tell you how you can listen to us and other shows as well. And that is by going to download the Worldwide Sports Radio Network app. And how you do it, it's completely free. If you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store. If you have an iPhone, you type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you type in Worldwide Sports. Click Install. It is completely free. You don't listen to just us, but you can listen to other shows as well. You can get all the free articles. You can get recaps of the show. If you missed an episode, you can always rewatch it, listen to the clips. Uh, you can listen to the audio file as well, the audio feed. If you are driving, you can listen to it on a smart speaker too. 
and all of that. Also, WorldWideSportsRadio.com. And also check us out on one of the best wrestling inside scoops websites out there in Bodyslam.net on their YouTube page. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Periscope, Twitch, all of that, and so much more. We have a lot, like I said, we have a lot to digest. So we do have a guest that is coming on with us next week. That is NWA National Wrestling Alliance announcer Joe Galley will be joining us next Friday at 6.15. So he will be coming on the show with us to discuss everything NWA and all things going on with professional wrestling right now. So that's going to be awesome. It's been a while since we have had a guest on, so it's going to be cool to have Joe on with us. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to get into NWA Power, how they've been doing and everything like that. I've been trying to keep up with it as much as possible, um, for sure. So we get into all that with Joe next week. Um, and like I said, so we're on to seven. So let's get right into it, Lyle. There's a lot to get into. We'll start. We'll get to Vegas a little bit later. We'll have a break at 630. Um, we'll come back. We'll get into our finishing move later on as well. But we got to start with the... Really, everything that's going on right now in, in in professional wrestling, and that's all these injuries that have been piling up amongst not just AEW, but WWE as well. This, usually the summertime is really an awesome time for professional wrestling because you also have to remember kids are not in school. People will have summer Fridays, so they're in, there's more time to focus on professional wrestling than it is during the regular year where it's it's not as hectic, not as crazy, not as busy. And unfortunately, obviously, in AEW, we got the unfortunate news of CM Punk had foot surgery. He's going to be out, they're saying, probably till August. So that puts a damper on the summer of Punk. And, of course, nobody has a clue of when Kenny Omega is returning. The report is he's still not yet fully healed from everything. He had a ton of injuries. He had a couple of surgeries. And basically, Tony Khan wants to make sure that Kenny is 100% ready to go when he feels he is 100% ready to go. Because if he's not 100%, it's not going to be the same with Kenny Omega. And then, of course, in WWE, you had the unbelievable heroic performance by Cody Rhodes to perform with a torn bicep where the bone was completely off. And he still performed the match against Seth Rollins, which I did see it. Unbelievable match. Dave Meltzer gave it five stars. It was the first main roster match to get a five-star rating since 2011 with CM Punk and John Cena at Money in the Bank. It's kind of sad. Of course it's sad, but you also have to remember, too, it is also opinionated with the ratings and everything like that, but I think Cody alone just doing that performance through all that, and you saw it, too, on social media. If you didn't see the picture of it, it's gruesome. It's really bad. That's not makeup. That is a legitimate bruise on his bicep, down his arm. Is actually there was another photo that got posted. It actually reached the bruise was originally just near, kind of where his elbow is. It reached all the way down to his wrist. So the bruise got even worse. They did surgery. He will be out to the Royal Rumble, and Roman Reigns is out. Win. Yeah, and as he should, and Roman Reigns is out filming a movie now, so he, he won't be back till SummerSlam, and the, and the report was this was going to be a massive summer for CM Punk as AEW Heavyweight Champion. You were going to have Roman and Cody at SummerSlam headlining, 
and both those plans are now squashed and it sucks. And think about the predicament that Tony Khan and Vince McMahon are now in because Tony has lost two of his top guys in Kenny Omega and CM Punk. Vince has lost two of his top guys in Roman Reigns and, 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 and Cody Rhodes. And like I said, the summertime really is a massive key for professional wrestling because, again, there's no school. Kids are up later watching. More time to do it. And the biggest thing for me is, is that Forbidden Door is um, in two weeks in Chicago, and CM Punk is no longer going to be there. I'm not too worried about it. It's, so you're not worried about it. I, I, and I was talking to Jeff Lippman about it. It's a major and, blow to um, getting buys. Preview quality will, will be perfectly fine. Um, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't think. See, I still think it'll be a good show, but it's not going to be what I thought it would be. I think it'll be just as fine. I think. I honestly, I would. Um, I think the main event's now going to be a, uh, uh, Moxie Goto, which I think will be definitely better than Punk Tanahashi. Um, if you saw the their match. In New Japan, when Moxley first did uh, G1, they had good chemistry together. I think they're going to have a phenomenal match. And I, I'm i more excited for that match than I am for Punk Tanahashi. See, for me, I was excited about Punk Tanahashi because of the aspect of it was in Chicago and I knew how the crowd would be. And, and, and that was, to me, something that really stands out. Because when CM Punk wrestles in Chicago, it's theatrical. We saw it with Darby at All Out. We, we you know, when he came back. Um, and, and to me, I think there's, like I said, I still think it'll be a good show. And it seems like they're leaning towards Okada, Page, and Cole in the triple threat match. Uh, um, I don't think they'll do that. Um, that's what apparently, so Melter said that that is apparently what they're leaning towards doing. The original uh, report was it's going to be Hangman and Okada. They did, and then apparently now Melter has changed it, and apparently Khan has thought of a different idea of adding Cole to that match, um, which is interesting, I guess. It's you know, it's to me. I just think I still think it would be a good show when you don't have Kenny Omega and you don't have CM Punk in Chicago. To me, it. Whether you agree or not, and that's fine. Again, different opinions. It's allowed. To me, it adds, it takes steam out of the momentum that was taken from Double or Nothing leading into Forbidden Door because the aspect was it was going to be at United Center. It was going to be in Chicago. CM Punk was going to headline against one of the greatest in New Japan history. And when you take that element away, just from a crowd perspective, it does take away a bit of excitement from me for it because I was very much looking forward to seeing Punk in Chicago. I always am. And against uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, it would have been spectacular. Um, listen, Goto Moxie will be fine. If that is what it is, it could still be Tanahashi Moxley. Because could, could. Moxley has said one of his dream matches is to wrestle Hiroshi Tanahashi. And he's never really gotten that uh, opportunity to do that. And we'll see what they do. Clearly, they're... But despite all of that, and get to all the injuries, when you think about these injuries for AEW and for WWE, like, it all happened in one shot. Like, everything, like, when it when one happened, like, it was like a domino effect. It all happened, like, Rose went down, Punk went down, Omega's been down, Reigns is out. It all happened at one time, 
Omega's has been a while, but the other ones, you know, Omega's not 100% healthy yet. When you look at this, not just for one brand, but for both brands, and I know you'll probably say AEW will be fine. To me, I think it it, it hurts in a way because now, yes, they're going to have an interim champion for AEW. Fine, whatever. It, it, cool. Um, I thought Wardlow actually had a great promo the other night when he said he'd rather wrestle Punk because he's the actual champion. I thought that was a cool promo on Wardlow's part to, to do I like that. that. Um, I like that idea more. When you look at it, you can't sit there and tell me that you lose Punk, you lose Cody, two of the biggest names in literally a two-week span. a one Not even a one-week span. This doesn't hurt Steam for both brands. I still think we're, we don't know how it'll hurt AEW. Depends on how long some of the guys are out for. Now, uh, Cole's been injured for a while since he had his first match with Hangman. So he's been wrestling through it perfectly fine. So from that aspect, I'm not worried about it. Obviously, Jeff is okay. He's wrestling next week in a ladder match. Um, They're trying to and, kill him. If Daniel, Danielson is fine, then I don't I don't think they'll miss a beat. They have enough star power on that roster. They'll be fine. Um, what's taken away from me for Forbidden Door is more that Omega wouldn't be there. That's a better story than Punk being there. Punk is he's he's good, but he he doesn't have that connection to New Japan like Kenny Omega does. Um, and the Matsugoto match, if that happens, that's going to be immensely better than Punk Tanahashi. Um, I I wouldn't be too ex- I would be intrigued from from Moxley Tanahashi. I just don't know what kind of chemistry they'll have. So I'm on the fence with that one, but Moxie Goto would be a, a enormously better match. Every way about it, it would be much better than Tanahashi Punk. And I think I, I, the show will be fine. We have Will Ospreay is going to be there. Um, Jay White will most definitely be there. Um, we still don't know what the Young Bucks are going to be doing. Probably going to have FTR versus uh, United Empire for the tag titles. It, it, it's going to be... Many different things that's going to be going on. I think the show will be fine. Not having Punk is more going to hurt the show drawing for pay-per-view buys. The quality of the show will be just as good as it was. The quality of the show will not change. But the pay-per-view buys, that's where it could get hurt. I mean, to me, if... If Kenny Omega, which clearly it sounds like he's not going to be there, if Kenny is not there, I mean, you're talking about a guy that was the face of he, New Japan. He might make an appearance because it's New Japan, but I don't think he, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be wrestling, but maybe he makes an appearance. I, I don't think he would do that because he doesn't want to take away from the show, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if he made an appearance, but I don't See, think he will. And to me... Kenny Omega was the face of New Japan for quite some time, and he was the face of AEW for quite some time. So he's the one guy that was the face of both companies. And I always said this when they announced this pay-per-view, and I always thought this, if Kenny Omega is not there, as good as the show can be, and I think it will be, to me, I mean, it, it, it hurts me watching it because... I've I've been accustomed to watching Kenny in both companies, and he's the one guy that was a mega star in both brands. 
not just one or the other. Like Okada was a big is a big star in New Japan. Um, Jay White is a huge star in New Japan, but then and then you got like AW Hangman Adam Page is a big star in AW. He was really nothing special. He was more Ring of Honor than New Japan anyway. So it's Kenny's the one soldier that I look at and I say, God, if he's not at the show, that is that sucks. Because he's the he was the face of both of these companies at the same time that I don't know. I feel like you're gonna have FTR and United Empire do stuff. I mean, it shows you two weeks, so they got they're gonna start building up to some stuff. Will Brian Danielson be healthy enough? That's that's another question. Is he gonna be able to do stuff? I think he'll be fine. You know, it, he may be fine, but they gotta figure out what they want. It's also the tough part is you gotta figure out what you want to do with these guys. Who do you want them to go up against? How do you want to do this? Traveling, things like that. Figuring that out in a two week span. Obviously, United Empire. Danielson's probably we're not going to be on the card for a forbidden door anyway. Danielson, you said? Yeah, he's, he, he, wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been on, on there. Well, no, because Moxie wasn't going to be on it either way. Moxie's only on it because Punk is hurt. But theirs were intended to be on Wednesday at Blood and Guts. So they weren't going to be on that show. Which to me, I think, would have been... Just that just sounds silly. I, yeah, I mean, you could have Danielson wrestle anybody in New Japan. Yeah, you you could if you weren't having that show that week after. I mean, that's the thing. Well, I mean, you that's see, that's the weird thing about it. I feel like everything is so clustered to close that I don't think so. It's just I, a weekly dynamite. It's it's it, gonna be it's gonna take up what an hour of maybe forty five minutes of dynamite. You're gonna have a couple of matches. I I I don't think so. They have enough of a roster, enough of a of rivalries to um, break it apart. No, that's it, fine. But I feel, I feel like this is this is that dream pay-per-view that everybody's thought of. You want to have the best of the best from both rosters going at it. But you still got to manage your roster so then you have can have, have other good shows and don't burn them out for the other shows. Because doing a matches uh, in a New Japan style and then going to do... Bloody guts is going to take a big toll on the body. No, I mean that's the, you could say that, but at the same time, I feel like when you do, you know, who knows what kind of style they do do it. If it is New Japan style, if they go that way, I mean, some of the matches definitely. it'll be very hard hitting matches. Some of the matches will go New Japan style. Some of them might not. Some of them might just be AEW style where they're fifteen minutes and do it that. Way. They might go that route because they want to save the guys for the next week or in two weeks and stuff like that. Whereas, like, like where you think the Hangman match, like that match, the Hangman match will go 40, 45 minutes. The, you know, the Moxley, Tanahashi, or Goto match will go 30-plus minutes, I feel. Um, Danielson, to me, has to be on the card. It would just be, to me, I would be extremely disappointed if he's not on the card. And if he was never planned to be on the card, I understand because of blood and guts – to me, it doesn't make a difference. Brian Danielson has there's five or six dream matches you can have. Brian Danielson is one of your best guys on your roster. I I just, like with him being injured. I don't think he's going to be on the card um, because then that's not you can't have him go from injured. He couldn't fly with probably a concussion, so he's probably going to go from that to a New Japan match, then right to a Bloody Guts. That's a that's a lot to really expect of a guy. 
I, I think it's better to save him for Bloody Guts. But what I want for this, what, what I want for this pay per view is I want the best of the best from both rosters going against each other. I don't want I like fillers. That too, but... I, I don't want fillers. I don't. I don't want... think they'll have filler matches at all. Well, no, they I have don't. To. I, I, they I want to see Daniel. They're gonna have to have. They're gonna have to have at least two of them in there to break up, up the card. Well, of course, the, the rest of them. Of course. Have that. <clears throat> I, what I want to see have, is they're going to have that. What well, has to happen, and if they need matches to break up the card, Yano versus Orange Cassidy. Even though they're both in chaos, technically. Or do Yano and Orange Cassidy versus Danhausen and somebody else. That would be a great filler match that is hilarious and everyone would love it. When I heard about this pay-per-view and they were going to do it, what I wanted to see was the absolute best from both rosters go at it. That's what I want. I want to see Cole on there. I want to see Danielson on there. I want to see Saber on there. I want to see Okada on there. I want to see Tanahashi on there. Moxley on there. This is a pay-per-view. This is the United Center in Chicago. This is what it's supposed to be. I have a question for you. Mm. Now, with all the stuff that's going on with Ibushi, do you think he could show up for AEW side? Well, no way. I there's no way. If he got if he got let go and he has no contract now, he can. That's the problem. They're not letting him go. They're making but him finish out no his contract. That's the issue that's been going on. I think they say he's fired. So they thought they was. Then they had a press conference about it, and they have not gotten rid of him. And it sounds like they're gonna make him stick out this contract. Anybody know how long it is? I have to look it up. But the pro- the thing of it is, is that. Abushi can't go anywhere because then, of course, that's a breach of contract, which then you would be sued. And if that happens, that's just a route. I, there has to be a way where this could be a happy medium with these two sides. This got so sour so fast, and it happened in the blink of an eye. I don't know why they wouldn't let him go to AEW, at least, because it's, I don't know. It's I just think Japan really wants. The problem is he's one of the biggest stars in New Japan, and I just think that it really sucks that he would leave. That That's the thing, though. Like, he'll be on... AW's weekly show, but the thing is, you have to remember New Japan. Who knows what the fan base in Japan if they watch really AEW that much? That's the thing, though. And if you lose a Bushi, when you can't deny it, that's as massive of a loss for that roster that's already trying to be as creative as possible the last two years as it gets. When you lose a guy like yeah. that, and it's such a they're in such a I, I get where Abushi's coming from, the whole thing with his mom and everything like that, with the mental health stuff, and he took time away, and they weren't happy. And I get what kind of a New Japan's coming from, whereas you didn't show up, you breached contract, you were supposed to show up. It, it, just, it just seems like, to me, the issue is something has to be fixed and settled to the point where it's... New Japan can't let this relationship get sour for future talent to come in there. And Abushi can't just sit on the side and not be relevant for the next X amount of months until this is fixed. So somebody has to come to a happy medium with this situation where you say, okay, just do five more appearances for us. We'll pay you out. We'll let you go. And do what you want. But the thing is also, Abushi, what I've been hearing is doesn't want to leave Japan. That's the thing because of his mom and everything. He does not want to leave Japan. He wants to stay there. 
he just has had a sour relationship with New Japan that just caught like a wildfire. Like MJF. Pretty similar. I, it does, yeah. It, it's 100% that, whereas MJF, to me, can't afford to stay on the sidelines and breach his contract. And AEW, Tony Khan can't afford to let MJF send the sidelines because he's arguably their biggest heel in the company. <laughs> so it's still wrestling. That's what I'm saying. So it's a matter of they both have to find a ground where it just it, it, it's just really odd that AEW New Japan are in a very similar style. Um, obviously, AEW has brought it on live TV. New Japan has done it out of the. I mean, they had a press conference about it. I mean, what, what do you want them to do? They weren't going to not say anything. It was it's too big of a story for them to not say anything about it because Ibushi kept tweeting things, and New Japan had to make a statement and say. In, in Japan, it's a um, work ethic is it's a different society over there. Is, yes. And work ethic is a is completely different. Like b- people being a workaholic is very much normal over there. Where mm-hmm. de- over here, like people do it, but it's it's a little like it's not as culturally acceptable because p- there's people who think you're crazy. In Japan, everybody is like that. Yeah. That's how they, they are. And if you, it's it's, it's I'm not I'm not gonna say everybody. But it's more of, of the norm than it is over here. So I think that's more of what it is, where he was supposed to show up to work and he did not. Now, I don't know if he got approval for time off or whatever, but I think that's more of what it is. It's more of the different society. So us trying to break down what it is is a little bit different. I, little bit yeah, different. I mean... I- the only reason why I don't think we can break it down is because people are saying things and we don't know what's true and what's not. Obviously, Abushi's not going to lie about his mother's mental health. And New Japan, I don't think, is going to go out of their way to make somebody look like an, a, a douche for missing time. But they're going to protect their company. That's exactly what it is. They have to protect the brand that they're in. And, and, and AEW is in the same situation with MJF and, and Tony Khan. Khan's trying to protect his brand. MJF's trying to protect his brand. So they both try it's both companies are having a similar situation where you have to find a happy meeting with two of your biggest stars that you have on your roster. And that's where it comes down to, right? It's not like a Mick Carr guy is having this issue. These are huge main event caliber talents that are bringing this to light for the public to see it. And to me, that, that it's got to be fixed, and it's got to be fixed quick, because what's going to happen is Abushi's going to keep tweeting, and MJF's going to keep going on podcasts and saying things. And it's going to get progressively worse to the point where the negotiations are good. It's going to be a non-negotiable thing at this point, where it's going to get so sour that Nobody's going to be able to accomplish anything. You're not going to be able to do anything with 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 this situation. Period. So, we'll see if it gets fixed. Um, new Japan's president is very new. Tony Khan is very new to this. We'll see. But when we come back from break, we are going to recap our time in Vegas. We'll recap Double or Nothing. We are going to recap GCW and how hot as hell and building it was. And it was insane. 
Uh, we'll get to our finishing move. We'll get to all that and so much more when we come back right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and BodySlam.net. This is Off the Mat. We'll be right back. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the Shield of Justice. I'm the Boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you! Oh, it's true! It's true! Now, welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and BodySlam.net. This is Off the Mat, joining you every Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I got to I am very happy we are back, by the way. I, I've missed greatly doing doing the show the last few weeks. I, I love doing this. I know Lyle loves doing this. It's downtime to just talk wrestling, talk about something we love. So I know we have definitely missed it for sure. And we are back. So let's get into how our trip to Vegas was. To me, that was booty. my time. What'd you say? It was booty. Yeah. <laughs> it was for that was really my first time there. We, we, we did the strip. We got to go. Uh, obviously, we saw some wrestling events. The, the house was awesome. Um, the house was, was, was great. The location was perfect. I had a blast. It was so crazy um, because the person we went with, I won't uh, disclose the name, um, actually wound up getting COVID from the trip. And we it was did not. We did not. I actually, so I got a, I got. Every week we have to be te- we get randomly tested at school. We get picked. And I got picked and they do a PCR. And I was taking rapids negative and then I got a PCR done on Monday and it came back negative. So I gotta give kudos to my sister-in-law, Christina, because she works in the medical field. And basically she said, and it's not proven, but it is out there. There's a regimen that boosts your immune system to help you try to avoid it, where it's like taking zinc, more vitamin C, vitamin D, all this stuff. And I took all that and I did all that. Like I was without a mask in the car with the person for more than 20 minutes, maskless, nothing. I don't know when he got it. He could have gotten it um, on the flight. Could have gotten it on the flight. Well, that, but the thing is he still had it though. That's the, that's the thing. No, though, if like, he got it then... On the flight back, then the ch- we were barely ever exposed to him. No, that's the thing. I mean, like I said, I was the closest exposed to him because, again, I was in the car with him for X amount of time, but didn't we get anything. On, on the car, in the car with him. How long? We were both in the car with him. No, 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 I, I, yeah, but like, I, which is crazy. Like, and I was in the car with him again afterwards for like another 30 minutes. In the front seat next to him. And oh, you're talking about that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I got nothing. And I don't know if, if, if maybe maybe that maybe the stuff with the zinc and all that stuff. Maybe I it think works. It's just, it's just a wife's a wife's tale. Yeah, who knows? Well, you I never know. know. You know, listen, my my sister was in the medical field, so I'm I, I trust her judgment um, for when she reads things and knows things. Um, and everything like that. So, hey, listen, whatever it was, it, it helped. It didn't hurt it. Um, 
so and everything like that. So didn't get anything, didn't bring anything home to my wife and my son, which was a very important thing. Um, everything like that. So and he's doing much better. Um, I've been Good. keeping up with him. So he's doing much better. Um, everything like that. So that's the important thing. But Vegas was awesome. I mean, we, we, we got there very early Saturday, went food shopping, went to Total Wines, did all that stuff, went to the pool. And then we went to GCW. And it felt beyond like a sauna in there to the point where I know you, you stepped out for more than half the show that night. Um, you were outside watching it. It, it was really, brutally hot. Yeah. And my guess is the, you know, the, the silver nugget, my guess is obviously doesn't have an AC unit in there. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, my only backup thing would have probably been was maybe get some fans in there. They ha- didn't they have a giant fan in there? I didn't see any giant fan. If there was, I would have been I next. I thought they had one, and they didn't turn it on. <clears throat> oh, that's that's good use of um, you know something that you could have utilized. That's good. They used light tubes, but they didn't use the fan. That's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I, I don't don't hold me to that. I didn't see a fan in there. If there was, I would have been the first one next to it. Uh, no, no, I thought it was a ceiling fan. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't see anything. It would have been useful if they did turn it on. Um, but it was that was the most uncomfortable I ever. And that, I don't want to take that away from the show. The show was a very good show. It was a great show. Downward Spiral. That was the most uncomfortable environment. I've ever been in for a wrestling show. It was hot. Every you know, obviously when you go to an indie show, the seats are on top of one another. But it was so funny because half the seats that people that bought the seats wound up going outside yeah. and didn't want to stay in there anymore. It was um, ridic- It was so ridiculously hot in there to the point of um, I was like, "This is crazy." Um, and then the death match happened. You were in the front by the ramp, I want to say. Oh, I went right up there. Yeah, I was right up yeah. there by, by the front. I was watching that. That was amazing. And why, I have to say, watching them on TV in the future does not give this judge justice. If you have never seen one live, go do it. What you see on TV is does not do it justice for what you're seeing in person. I was... So I was on one of the side. I was, uh, my buddy and I uh, was on, we were on the side um, by, one of the, by one of the rows. And I figured, okay, we're behind all the chairs. We're in a safe zone. Well, nothing's going to happen. And five minutes into the match, a light tube gets shot and a ginormous piece nearly grazes me in the arm. And I dodged out of the way. And if I didn't dodge out of the way, I probably would have cut my arm. And I saw the piece on the floor, and the guy next to me, a random guy next to me, says, he actually asked me, are you good? Because he saw me dodge it. And I said, I'm fine. I I thought I was at a safe zone. Apparently not. I I was eight rows from behind the ring. Apparently the, 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 the light tube was hit so hard, the piece went flying, and thank God it was only my arm and not my head. Um, um, it was awesome. 
That part wasn't awesome. I was not going to lie. I was pretty pissed. <laughs> I was pretty upset. Yeah, you were upset. About I was more, I think, shocked. I think scared a little bit at that point because I didn't want to get hit. I didn't think I was going to get hit with anything. Um, and I saw the piece on the floor and it was like, well, probably like that. It was a huge ass piece. And then they said, the guy asked me next to me and said, are you all, not my buddy I was with, the guy next to me said, are you all right? Because he legitimately thought I got hit with it. I said, I'm fine. I didn't get hit with it. I moved. I don't know how I moved out of the way in time. It's instincts. I think, you know, um, so uh, to me, that happened. And then double or nothing happened. And then the Anarchy in the Arena match happened. My father, eh. <laughs> I'm there when Eddie Kicks is fighting uh, Mamadarna from um, the Jericho Appreciation Society. And my father call- didn't even tell him. My dad calls me and he goes, I saw you. He goes, you look like you were rubbing your sneakers. I said, yeah. The two of them were trying to do mustard on each other, and I got mustard on my sneakers. I'm know. more shocked that I didn't get COVID. Like by that? No, because I I followed that entire mob. That well, you entire were, wearing a mask either, right? Nope, I was not. That no, entire I mob was, I yeah. followed the entire time everywhere they went to. I was right up against them, right in the front, and I don't know how I did not get COVID from that. Yeah, I mean, look, Andrew Garcia was walking by. Because nobody wore a mask. Yeah, oh, I did. I was probably the only one that did. Probably. Yeah, probably. I was not going to go maskless in that mob. No, absolutely not. That's <laughs> that's COVID to us when you go into that thing. Let me tell you. Oh, I'm and clear! Woo! Daniel Garcia's walking by. I called Daniel Garcia. I'm not going to say the words. I don't know. It was just, I, was, I guess I just was so hyped when I saw it up close. I called him a bunch of different names and gave me a look. And I said, what's it called? What's it called? I'm not saying it. Say it. No. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. And he, and I, and I. How about this? You type it in the chat and I'll read it. Uh, no, you're not going to read it. No, type it and I'll read it. Yes. So Josh called him. No, you're not going to sound. And he looks at me and I. Pulled my mask down for a second, and, and I, I got COVID. and I said, "What are you going to do about it? Are you going to hit me?" And then in my head, I said, "Cool, you hit me. I got a light tube that almost hits me from GCW. I'll, I'll sue everybody this weekend. This is great. That's what I'll do. It's great. You want to do it?" And it was so funny. My father called me. He goes, "I saw you on TV." I saw you, you were going nuts, and then I saw you rubbing your sneakers because Eddie Kingston and Matt Madonna just were taking mustard and they got mustard, and I 110% stepped in Madonna's blood on the floor. Um, That's awesome. That's really cool. And I knew I stepped in it because the guy next to me said, watch out, and I said, right in the puddle of it. And I was like, S-, and I, I was so pissed because my wife bought me, those are brand new sneakers. My wife just bought me, and I got mustard, and I'm actually going to get them dry clean this weekend. Um, hopefully they don't shrink. What did happen? Hopefully they don't shrink. No, uh, that's why. That's why they're doing it. And I'm not doing it. Because <laughs> if I did it, that thing's 100 percent turned into to Caleb's size. 
<laughs> if I did it. So it would be so I was like they couldn't still. Mm, but I was just like it was cool and I saw it after and the guy next to me was like, Oh man, you got whacked with that mustard though. It was on my shorts. Like when I saw Eddie trying to open it up and he couldn't open it. And I said, I've seen this before. I know I'm going to get screwed because I'm right there in the, I'm right at the angle where the mustard bottle was facing. I'm going to get screwed. Lo and behold, that, that is exactly what happened. So, how long yeah. has it been since the US got screwed? First time in a while you got screwed? Yeah, probably. <laughs> what, maybe about 12 months? Oh, no, no, no. It's been sooner than that. No. No, no, no. 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 Double Nothing was a very good show. It wasn't the best show. It was a very solid good show. Very good show, I thought. Um, to me... The crowd uh, wasn't great for me. I, I wasn't happy with the crowd. I thought they were very dull at times. Yeah, I mean, the Anarchy in Arena was cool. Hang, that was probably Hangman's worst title defense match he's had since he yeah. was champion. And I, was, I think Punk has been hurt for a while. Yeah, it was sloppy. Because um, he, he didn't land right that match. Um, he had a couple other matches. He had one match where he didn't look like he hurt his leg. It was right after, um, uh, I want to say full gear. And I, I think that he has been hurt since then, trying to rehab the injury. And I think he made it worse when he jumped into the barricade. You're talking, you're, talking, you're talking about Punk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the guy tried to do the buckshot Larry twice, and he failed both times. Like, dude. Yeah. Dude, it didn't work the first time. Don't do it again, because if you screw it up again, it's going to look really bad. And then he did it again. He did it again, and it looked worse the second time. And I went, ugh. I went, God, guy. That was he's done it before, and I also oh, like no, that. oh it worked a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, 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 I do like that though. I do I, I like it that he does it and it didn't work. I also like it how you know you'll get like the older generation of, of wrestlers who will say that if one guy has a move, nobody should do it. But think about it in UFC. If I did a arm bar, is it gonna be just as good as Ronda Rousey's? No. But that's how it should be. If I do, if I have a move, match. hold on. If I have a move that it, I, I'm really, really good at, doesn't mean Joe Blow is gonna be also as good as it. So, like that to me gives valid, more validity to Shawn Michaels' super kick over the Young Buck super kick. Because would you try it twice in a match? Would you? Do it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be equal. It shouldn't be. So I like it. It made Buckshot Larry look even better because he can do it and he does it and then you're out. You're done. It makes his version look even better to me. And I do, I don't, I think it, it made his look better. I think that it shouldn't be equal. If it's someone's finisher, like, yeah, if, if I do it on board, it's not going to be as good. I'm not going to do it as good as Ronda Rousey. So he tried doing it and he failed. And I, I don't know. I think that that made it look better. Yeah, I mean, I Warlow MGF. We knew what it was going to be. I was not a fan of the Hardy's box. Something Jeff was off. I liked it. I liked it, but he, he got hurt. He almost got knocked out apparently. But yeah, I he it, it felt he felt out of sorts. Um, 
everything like that. So, all right, you know. So let's get to our finishing move. Uh, Lyle, start with it. My finishing move is that I think FTR really needs to get the IWGP titles. Um, I think I think it's not right. They have had multiple triple threat matches, and they have not been in the AEW tag team titles. And I and like the three of them triple threat matches they've had, they haven't been in there. I think the Bucks are going to get the AEW titles, and FTR is going to get the um, IWGP titles, and then at All Out it'll be Young Bucks versus FTR three for the IW, for the um, AEW tag titles, and that's when they're going to get them. Well, anybody's better than who the tag team champions are in, in New Japan right now. It's Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale. United Empire is definitely going to beat them. I mean, at Dominion, which I am a hundred percent waking up at like two a.m. to watch. So, my finishing move is pretty much, uh, you know, for me, it's a matter of these injuries that have gone down the last few weeks for both brands. I'm very curious what Vince does. I'm curious what Tony Khan does. I'm very curious how they adjust to weather the storm that was unexpected for both of these companies at this time. But that's what injuries are. They come at sometimes not the uh, – no injuries ever at a good time. Um so I am curious to see how these two weather the storm. Um, Vince has been through it before. Tony, this is really his first go of figuring out what to do and how to handle it. So we will see how it goes for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, we'll, we'll see how it is and everything like that. So we'll see. Don't forget to tune in to us next Saturday, next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Saturday. Saturday. Joe Joe Galley will be on with us at six fifteen from NWA. He will be joining. I can't, us. I can't do Saturday. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't worry about anything tonight. Um, <laughs> you know. So before we go, uh, really quick, how you can listen to us? You can download our app. Uh, type in WSRN if you have an iPhone. If you have uh, Android, go to the Google Play Store. Type in Worldwide Sports. We are on WorldwideSportsRadio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch, and we're on BodySlam.net. Check us out on there on the YouTube page. So, it was great to be back. This was awesome. Had a lot of fun. I'm so glad we're back on the air. I missed it the last few weeks for sure. I know a lot of the two. Shoot out what we love to um, what we love to talk about and everything that that which is wrestling. And don't forget to check out other programs on WSRN and on BodySlam.net. So, for Lyle Gillen, I'm Josh Subrick. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy SmackDown tonight. Enjoy Rampage tonight. Enjoy everything that's going down. Um, we'll talk to you next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you then. Kenny Omega, take it away. I must beat you, a Jew. So say with me now if you know it. Goodbye. And good night. Thank you for listening to Off The Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.